your eyes up, don't get all tied up Hoping you wise up the multiple lies of the multifaceted, multi-complex system of living that people are living Stuck in inertia, that's a diversion Government worship, instead we are searching Ancient mysteries, ancient history, sacred energy and how to discern it Human autonomy, truth of philosophy, UFOology, human psychopathy, super anomalies, human ecology You got lobotomies up in your consciousness All the thoughts that we've been dancing around the system wants to blow your candle out But we won't let it, we reject it with our pathetic lies, so we chant it down Welcome back to Chant It Down. I'm your host, Loomis. ChantItDownRadio.com is a website you can go to to check things out. This is 250 episodes now. This one is Chanting Down Going Green, and we're going to get into that in just a little bit here. Uh, Welcome again, and if you're a new listener, I encourage you to dig through archives and go way back. This podcast is 10 plus years old, so there's plenty of material for you to peruse through that actually matters now. And in fact, I do Retro Relevance, which is part of Chen It Down, where I take an old episode and bring it into the new. That's what I did with the last one. Some of you thought it was a new episode. That was episode 99. It was recorded in 2017. But yeah, so if you find value out of this show and you want to, you know, um, support the show, um, go to Patreon uh, or just buy a shirt, you know, um, that you can do that too. But I do have a whole nother show and you can get my album uh, Waking the Systemize for free on there as well. So that's, you know, the advantages of doing that. If you want to subscribe on Patreon, chant it down. Uh, and, you know, all the little things that help a, a little show like this, a one-man show, uh, get more pathways through the algorithms always helps so if you want to find any platform where you can rate and make it give it five stars if you like it or give a good review or just join um, my video channels like odyssey and rumble it kind of helps out that side of things too well 250 episodes now and here we are and we're going to chant down going green and this is something that a lot of people maybe see-through or maybe they don't. Uh, Most people do uh, that are kind of into this information and probably many of you that listen to this type of information know that the whole green movement is a scam. Uh, But this talk is a two-fold talk. We're going to go light to heavy, like kind of like loading up a bench press till maybe you can't do anymore. Yet we're going to go beyond failure or at least for some people who haven't taken this information this far. You know, but I speak to all people on this show, and I want people to learn and grow. And beginners, welcome, and expect to be challenged, but don't 
let being challenged or running into things that may normally turn you off be reason to stop the show and go, I can't deal with this, you know, and that that just means maybe you can stop it and think about it, but keep going because this is really happening and I don't know what to tell you. So um, <clears throat> getting into going green and, uh, you know, I, I've been a pretty big uh, person into getting into defending our environment. And, you know, I, I like nature and most people do. I like nature more than concrete. I like it more than civilization by a landslide. No pun intended there, but I do. And, and, and if you ask anyone that is out there, if they think we should preserve nature, their answer is always yes. Even if they're scared to, to say, no, I don't think anybody really thinks like that most people are just like yeah you know nature's good but the green movement is one of those hijacked movements we have a lot of hijacked movements in um our present day and this is one of them um it mainly got its roots in the 1960s where a lot of movements that did have original originality and had a good reason got hijacked in the 60s um after a while you know uh, but in the 60s, <clears throat> this got its roots by hippies who wanted to get back to nature, you know, and organic. And it was an, if, an effort to reduce po pollution and protect the ecosystem's most vulnerable members of the animal kingdom and plant world. And, hey, I can get behind that, sure. And basically, it started because in the United States, where there were large steel, fuel, automobile and chemical manufacturing plants back then where where then that that's where there was a lot of jobs in the US places like Detroit and Cleveland were were thriving you know and of course that's a whole argument to be had in itself i mean how can you prioritize industry over an ecosystem in 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 the big picture that's super important i mean we always need to be thinking about the big picture and and uh, we always do on this show and 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 it's it's you know it's the biggest way we we need to look at things but <clears throat> maybe the fault lies in creating jobs for people that are hurting the environment and the fault lies in runaway greed and expansion without consciousness uh but many people also need to survive and we are very limited on what we are provided with as just regular people, you know. And in those days, people weren't asking the right questions. It was probably their only opportunities. And they were like, well, you know, let's do it. You know, they didn't know the, the problems that were being created from it. However, and, and, it, and it does ask the question, is there really a, a happy medium where we can still live the way we do and allow and and allow and 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 not pollute and destroy i mean where where's that that line where's that boundary line and i think it really does come to down to a bigger problem and it's that civilization itself is not the right way to live on the planet and maybe that stems from the ancient sumerian times which is the blueprint for living in what we live in now i mean these people started all of the things that we live in now, uh, we, you know, we call civilization, which stems from the whole ancient story that we are not 100% from this earth, you know, so where do humans fit in? 
we're, we're this awkward in between species caught between two worlds, you know, and um, we've had those discussions on this show and still will. But the point being this, um, these industrial plants are terrible to the earth. They are reasons to fight against. People are unhealthy. It's killing the earth and killing animals. And unfortunately, though, the organic fight has been hijacked by global elites. And they're using some of these same truth points to put in their solutions. I should put that in quotes. And, and you don't want theirs. You don't want what they have for you. Guaranteed, it's just a doomsday thing from the get-go. Um, but, you know, I mean, again, we want a good planet to live on. Nobody likes pollution and garbage. I mean, I get mad when I get deep out in nature and find someone's candy bar wrapper or water ball f bottle floating in the, the stream or something, you know. And, you know, just when you think you escaped it all, you, you find someone ran out of toilet paper and used their shirt or their sock and you find it somewhere. That's a true story. <laughs> I saw that not long ago. So, you know, that kind of stuff is, is gross. But, yeah, it's just, you know, humans on this planet are out of rhythm. And possibly we really don't fully, we're half from here anyway, in a way. Um, but actually, when I lived on the West Coast, I got to know what some people call green anarchists, who, who had some points in alignment of how I think now. And this is around 2003 when I realized no government is is a missing piece of this truth puzzle. You know, it's it's it would that was like, oh, but I didn't know who to talk to about it back then because there wasn't like anybody out there really thinking like that that was into the conspiracy research community. But I just knew that, you know, that the bigger picture was that, too. But my point is, these people were extreme at seeing the battle between nature and man, you know, um, and um, people that thought maybe these these kind of people were people that thought maybe blowing up a dam was the right thing to do or strapping themselves to an old growth tree. And not that I dis, it's just like, well, I, I wasn't on that level with them. OK, but it is a little better than people gluing themselves to the road like in germany these these doomsday people or you know like i there was like these kids like uh strapped themselves to a painting because it had to do with like oil production and they 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 threw oil on it some and it was in england or something anyway i can't anyway you may know what i'm talking about um i'm always especially nowadays very cautionary when it comes to people being extreme and fanatical Whatever the fight is, you know, I say that a lot on this show, don't be fanatical because usually you start becoming similar to what you're actually fighting against. Um, the fight against clean water, food, and stopping desecration of animals and nature is a pretty good fight to be fighting against, though. As long as natural law is understood first, as long as you have, you know, a good connection with the creator, but it is often unheard of in these groups, so... That's a missing element. And these modern climate activists, not, not the green anarchists I was mentioning, these climate alarmists are playing right into the global agenda. They're basically asking governments to do something about it. So, so anyway, um, 
I enjoyed the many books written by Derek Jensen. He's been on the show in the early days. I had him on. Um, I might disagree with some things he has to say and some points of view or lack of points of view, but I like him, and, but, and he brings up good points as well. But the part of the message I'm bringing today, he's seen through for a long time too, and that's this fake green movement. So you want to get to know these players. Um, these people are not your friends. The EPA, which was created in 1970, and this is kind of the beginning of the hijacking of the green movement, okay? The Sierra Club, the National Audubon Society, the National Wildlife Federation, Greenpeace USA, Friends of the Earth, National Parks Conservation, the Worldwide Fund for Nature, the Nature Conservancy, Environmental Defense Fund, Wilderness Society, Natural Resource Defense Council, the Isaac Walton League. And there's probably a few more that I'm missing there, but these are, these are many organizations that fool many people, and they seem more organic than big government, um, you know, the big, the big wigs. So you would think that they're innocent. And, and many people still think that if you give money to these people, that it's going to help the cause. And I'm not saying that many members of these groups don't have good intentions in mind or don't do some good things, but they are run by leftists who are mostly, if not all, brainwashed by universities that are really run by elites that don't look at true, these people don't look at true conspiracies. They don't accept anything outside their college-created brain, and so they're no help to what I'm going to talk about in the second part of this talk. Uh, these elites have their organizations that you are probably familiar with, too. And the, the big the big wigs now, when we're talking about them, you know, um, you're probably very familiar with uh, the, that have, these people have taken initiatives to kill off the population. The Club of Rome, uh, United Nations, World Economic Forum, um, some of their stooges like Al Gore. Uh, Skull and Bones, John Kerry, the Clintons, the Obamas, yeah, yeah, you, you know the like, those people, those people, you know, uh, so, um, you know, those are the ones that are really, like, uh, behind the big parts of this hijacked movement, and the, and the other people are, that I've listed before are more like the useful idiots, and yes, this talk today is mainly railing against the left, and if you stumbled across me from just today's talk, I'm not right-wing whatsoever either. If, if that's what you think, when, then you're obviously brainwashed and a product of political culture creation. And, and if you can see only two shades, then you are the complete product of manipulation and you need to wash your brain. That's all I can tell you because... Um, if you, you can throw me in a basket, then you're already limiting the important message of today. So um, we're talking about a hijacked movement. The, the, this green movement has been hijacked since it was taken from grassroots, you know, and, you know, hippies, and then brought into big corporate bodies and political bodies and political ideologies and took into their hands. Read the 1972 document by the Club of Rome called Limits to Growth. This is really kind of where some of this begins as well. You know, um, the early 70s is where this, this whole green movement was hijacked. Um, so you want to chant down the green movement because you can see right through it. You know, and I, I've said some of this before, 
but let's look into it all. Let's look into all this push here we have. So one thing that you're going to see a lot lately in the world is windmills. And, you know, I mean, there's a place for them and they, they, they're not like completely horrible. Um, <clears throat> like, I mean, so like, I mean, the, the ones that are in like Holland and stuff had a, have a, a, a more of a, a, a purpose, but these new industrialized ones is what I'm talking about here. So these are, these are made of rare earth metals, um, which is, uh, neodymium and disoprosium rare, they're, they're rare earth minerals is what they are. And they're, they're mined almost exclusively in China. I don't really know how to pronounce those right, obviously, but yes, uh, the, the key components of the, the magnets used in modern wind turbines, um, they, they contain, uh, like a, a regular, uh, wind turbine contains about 752 pounds of rare earth minerals. So how do they, how do they mine these minerals? Uh, with electric vehicles? No. You use gas running equipment, destroying vast areas of earth, you know, um, scouring places for these things, you know, and they have to clear earth spaces for wind farms often. So that means they actually have to destroy nature to put them in at a, a lot of times, not always, but you know, um, and that might mean even clearing a whole forest, but usually they put it on top of like a, a treeless hilltop, but you know, they'll do whatever they need to do. Um, but these things kill massive amounts of birds. And, and so, um, in the end, these, turbines produce very small amounts of energy. It's very intermittent, you know, I mean, and it ruins landscapes too, by the way, the North shore of this Island, they've, they've totally just ruined the profile of the North shore of these windmills, you know, and it's not nice. It's, it, it looks, it looks crappy. And, um, uh, but you know, and our electricity bills have not gone down, they've gone up. So, you know, like, you know, at least you would think, okay, all right, we get to see those and it's, and, and, but look, our bills are going down. Okay. All right. Right. No, none of that. And, the, and another thing is you don't want to live too close to these things. They also create infrasound, which is an ultra low frequency, which is bad for human health. It actually keeps you awake at night and it's, it's not good stuff. So windmills chant them down. They're not good. So then you think, well, okay, well, solar energy is probably pretty good. And I mean, um, I think there is a place for it, just like there is a place for windmills, but the over saturation of them is not good. I mean, so first of all, you're not getting a big break in your electricity bill often. I've heard of many of these solar salesmen, you know, they, they, they get their, they get people, they reel them in and they don't even really notice that big of a break in their electricity and they have a big bill and, you know, stuff like that. Their promises for reducing your bill are never usually what they say. Uh, one of the, the main components of ingredients is cadmium, which is very toxic. And here's a little article I stole from. Um, one of the most toxic chemicals created as a byproduct of this process is silicon tetrachloride. This chemical, if not handled and disposed of properly, can lead to burns on your skin, harmful air pollutants that increase lung disease and exposed to water can release hydrochloric acid, which is a corrosive substance bad for human and environmental health. 
And that, so it's the disposable. It's the disposal of these things that are bad. They only last so long. So you you know, um, and there's a lot of places where they're putting these solar farms, uh, including on this island as well. Uh, you know, it, good farmland is being taken up for giant solar farms. You know, they take perfectly good land and then they put these on there. And when the toxins from these panels leak on the ground, it, it destroys the entire land below it for like 80 years. And again, all of these substances are mined from the earth, destroying mountains, lakes, rivers, and even oceans. You know, they're just... And the truth about alternative energy is that it is a joke i mean the secret space program the the military are are using energy and power systems that we we know very little about whether it's et back engineered or just tesla stolen work or i say a bit of both they have access to free energy and and they have the real answer and they're not sharing so um forget it so i i mean none i'm not like sticking up for gas guzzling and, and pollution. And, and of course, I'm not believing in the climate change hoax, as we'll talk about too. But um, seriously, like these other alternatives are just worse in, in many ways. Um, you know, so and of course, the whole fight against carbon is a huge lie. So, you know, propagated by big government think tanks into your universities and schools. And this this fake hijacked environmental movement has been filled with that lie. And that's unfortunate because a lot of people could not cannot see past it because they don't know what the real climate change is. Um, you know, we've covered that a great deal on this show and we will a small bit today. But um I mean, I, I agree that things like styrofoam is a bad idea, plastic bags, um, you know, um, lots of, you know, materials we use that are, are crappy that you see as litter. But what about those disposable masks from COVID floating in streams all over the place? You know, it's, it's, it's like the new bad litter. I actually saw a pigeon with a mask wrapped around its leg, you know, and, and I was thinking like, why don't they show that on National Geographic? Even if it's just a pigeon still, it's like there is an animal. I should have took a picture of it, you know, but there's an animal like suffering because it has the strap of the mask wrapped around its leg, you know, and, and uh, oh, but but we needed those to get through the pandemic. Yeah, the pandemic that somehow didn't annihilate the millions of homeless all over the U.S. and everywhere that are still thriving the same Dirty homeless digging through trash cans and they're still okay. Hmm, something's wrong there. Uh, yeah, you know, and but just to be fair, I mean, not really fair, but I mean, I don't go to landfills or anything, but I, I never really see styrofoam all over the place. I'm sure it's bad, but I feel like that one might have been over propagandized back in the 80s, just like tobacco is today over propagandized, like to the point where it's just like a little really ridiculous. Well, how about those wonderful paper straws that disintegrate halfway through your smoothie and you have to, you have soggy cardboard on your lips and little fragments in your mouth. Do you like those? Those are great, you know? And while you throw away your plastic cup and lid, yeah, that that's that's real brilliant. You know, why do, why do we even really need straws that much anyway? That's, that's kind of a gimmick in itself. But they made those just because, like, they found turtles with a plastic straw 
through their nose, which is no good, of course. I mean, I don't, I'm not into that idea, but like just saying like, so we have to drink out of these paper straws. The way that people are going about this stuff, it's like we're doing it no matter what. It's like, no, 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 no. So you're going to make our lives more miserable in the process. Uh, people aren't going for this, you know, and nobody likes those paper straws, you know. It's these little kind of contradictories that you can honestly laugh uh, at all this off. It, it really is that stupid at this point, you know. And I'm not saying that people don't need to change their habits or become more more conscious, but these are not doing any good to get anyone on board, you know? Just face it. I mean, it's like catalytic converters. <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. They, they're put on your car. It's supposed to save more on exhaust, yet they're made of platinum, and that's why, th you know, thieves steal them everywhere too, by the way. Uh, and they're mined from the earth to go on your car, and what causes more damage at that point, you know? Like making those or the exhaust coming out of your pipe? It's like, it's a joke. Another one of those things, but that, that's been around for a while, of course. Um, but what don't you see in this green movement? People pointing at large manufacturing plants that produce things like, including your stupid-ass Tesla cars. Uh, more pollution comes from the manufacturing of cars than the exhaust pipe, you know, so, and... Also, people aren't pointing fingers at large box stores selling you so much waste like Costco, Walmarts, and Targets, you know? I bet you nearly everybody that you meet who is a big proponent of going green shops at these stores. And, and, and why is that? Because they made it to where you can't really avoid shopping at these places. For one thing, I mean, are you, are you going to shop at mom and pop's shop? I'm sure you'd like to. So would I. But they can't match prices with these big box stores nor selection. And, um, you know, the ones that, th these are the same ones, by the way, that weren't criticized during COVID for staying open, you know, while mom and pop's sh stop sh shop went out of business because they had to close to quarantine off from the horrible disease. So <clears throat> they've designed the world the way that it is so people can't get ahead. Wall Street killed Main Street on purpose a long time ago. But what you know, you know, how about things like, why aren't people speaking up about this? Like, what what would happen if we stopped planned obsolescence? What if they actually made things quality to last, from technology to house goods to cars to, you know, even your phone and all that stuff? This stuff isn't really meant to last. Like you know, and like my mom had the family's first VCR last from 1984 to like. 2014 or something i think it had a belt a belt inside that broke and if they still made that belt it probably still would work although who watches vhs anymore you know but that's just that's just to say you know and i've been to someone's house that had a 1938 freezer still working so yeah if they wanted to make things good they could and and that means our landfills wouldn't be so full of Walmart junk, you know, because everything's made to break and fail on purpose, so you buy new whatever, you know, and so why isn't anybody, you know, getting on to that, you know, um, and nobody is ever pointing fingers, and this is the big one, nobody is ever pointing fingers at the military industrial 
complex for destroying the environment. I mean, they are the biggest destroyers as well. And, and we're going to get into that in the second part of this talk. But they, they are huge destroyers. I mean, you know, I, I've just seen what the military's done on this island. I'm not even talking... When we talk about the military-industrial complex, we're going to talk about more of their, you know, dark secret projects. But I'm, t you know, just the regular military destroys the environment quite a bit as well, you know. But where are the fingers being pointed at? Oh, you? Wait, me? Yeah, you. You worthless piece of shit, consumer and eater of whatever they gave you to work with. That's that's who who's getting the finger pointed at them. You for driving the a car you for driving a living a life that is very difficult to live any different than what is provided right you know and how about your car you know the one they don't want on the road unless it's electric they they want all electric vehicles now i think it's uh they want all electric vehicles sold by 2030 funny they always they always say the 2030 you know of course that's the agenda and of course it's in line with the un 2030 Sustainable Development Goals, the Paris Climate Agreement, the World Economic Forum, all that, you know. And so what does that mean? Well, it means goodbye road trips. Um, not that I can do one in Hawaii, really, but like saying, like, you know, now you got to wait somewhere to charge your vehicle. And they just they don't want you to have that same autonomy. Um, your sustainable Tesla, well, wannabe real tesla right that has a cobalt mine battery from the earth you know a rare earth metal uh in one of the poorest countries on earth the democratic republic of china you know where they have child labor i mean the workers complain they can't get enough food and water on the job they're getting paid peanuts and the country is getting no richer, and you want you you want to see poverty? Go to Africa. Go to countries there. I mean, I've only touched the surface of Africa, but it gets real poor. And you know, and and by the way, those batteries catch on fire and are highly toxic and don't biodegrade. You know, and is that helping the environment now? A car on fire worse than any pollution from a exhaust pipe. You know. And there's already huge, large graveyards of electric vehicles in China that are defunct, just like, and, and they don't know what to do with them because they're highly toxic. They don't break down or anything, so just there. Um, you know, same with your computer battery, by the way, too. Those are really toxic. I had, um, I dropped my computer in the ocean in 2016, and I was able to retrieve it. It, it was on a boat, and... Uh, well, um, it smelled so toxic that I got rid of that, you know, really quick. Um, but, you know, um, we'll just keep driving these because these cars, because they don't put out carbon and we'll just keep contributing to slave labor in Africa and destroying the environment. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So, so you stuck up liberal morons can drive your Teslas and other e-vehicles to get your latte from Starbucks and your fancy clothes and complain about how bad capitalism is treating you. You know, it's just like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed that the worst drivers, too, by the way, are in Teslas? I, I do. I don't know if it's just around here or whatever, but they, they seem like they're more distracted, uh, like swerving more out of into out of lane and i mean i don't know uh, maybe it's that big screen in front of their face maybe we don't 
you don't need a screen that big, I would turn it off. I mean, it's distracting, you know? It's retarded on the surface, all this. And of course, the whole carbon thing is a big scam. And if you listen to this show or shows like this, then, you know, um, you know, but maybe you don't. Um, listen or, or watch episode 219, What Happened to Cobalt Blue Skies, and you will have more info on this. This is not the episode I exactly get into climate change because that really derails this topic into a whole different direction. But on that episode, I do. And and, and it will complement this this episode nicely. So that is actually part of this mini-series. The, um, uh, this is of the... Um, uh, beyond, sorry, the, the Real Skyfall series about chemtrails, and we will get into that too, um, but that one is the king of all these other episodes, I would say, because it incorporates, well, my best breakdown, at least. Mm-hmm. So no one, no one has ever shown that human emissions of carbon dioxide drive climate change. It's never been shown. But I can certainly show you and tell you what exactly is changing weather and climate, and we will talk about that a bit. Um, so also, uh, if, you know, back to these cars, these um, electric cars. So if we all get electric vehicles and, and plug them into the electric get grid, what's the electric grid run on? Well, mainly burning coal. So how is the grid going to handle that? Are they upgrading the grid? No. Is intermittent wind power going to help with that? No. Is solar power going to help with that? No. And, and what about farmers? They have to have electric vehicles by 2030. And that means they're going to have to uh, have major huge batteries on their tractors and plows. And that's pretty unlikely and unrealistic. Uh, but more likely, they'll have to stop working to charge these this equipment and then lose time. And they would... And, and they would... Um, where they would normally get things done. And that means there'd be a lapse in production. So this is about control and it's, and it's about cleaning up the atmosphere. It's, it's not about cleaning up the atmosphere. It's completely about control. And is, is there better things than gas guzzling cars? Yeah. I mean, again, ask the secret space force and their anti-gravity ships that I've witnessed personally now multiple times. You know, I don't like exhaust or cars really, but this solution in quotes, is absurd. And again, if, if we could do things different, most of us would, but we are at the mercy of manufacturers and what is available to us. Um, electric vehicles are, are, are going to make it much worse. So none of this is, none of this is good, you know. And there, there are things we can do different, you know, to help out the environment, but in reality, your contribution means very little in the scheme of things on a world scale. I, I, I hate to sound negative, but other than just, just being good to your conscience, that's, a, that's about it. And unfortunately, I have to say things like that, but, you know, it's just reality. Um, I mean, <clears throat> look at the scale of China, the factory of the world. Or, or when I, I went to Egypt, uh, you know, a couple of years back, I, I saw loads of trash everywhere, entire river beds filled with plastic bottles. Or when I was in Peru to visit Machu Picchu, there was trash all through the streets in, of neighborhoods with wild dogs eating in it, you know? And, um, you know, it, it's just 
you, there's no trash services really. So, but yeah, I I knew someone who went to um, the island of Chuk, which is in Micronesia, uh, small island. We have a lot of people that are in Hawaii from that that are Chukis people, and to go snorkeling and diving, you had to leave miles from that island because they don't have trash disposals. So people just throw their their crap in the ocean. So uh, again, big picture pointing needs to be done here. Um, you know, I mean, maybe these places need to stop being provided plastic and things produced that make waste that make waste exported into their countries. But the thing is. I don't know, but like, again, everything's always being pointed at the West, especially, especially America, you know, um, because in rea- it, what, what they've done is if you, ha- if, if you haven't listened to episode 232, Incremental Ghetto Fied, you should have a listen to that because they're picking on the West. Why? Because they, they want to destroy the West. The West is in the way of the New World Order and they're degrading the West, they're um, you know, uh, you know, flooding with drugs and, uh, control and, you know, it, they, they want to take down what was once the West, which has good and bad qualities, but whatever you, you, uh, agree or disagree, I don't care. It's, they want to take it down and they're pointing all of their fingers at the West to change and become environmental and go green and not these countries that are totally throwing their shit in the water and stuff. And so um, that's a big problem is that's what's going on. So that should tell you something that this isn't necessarily a worldwide movement as much as it is mostly fingers pointing at the West. Um, but anyway, to wrap up this first part, you, you, can, you can try to diminish the amount of trash we produce every day grow a garden, you know, try to reuse things more than just throw them away and, you know, good, try, good, hopefully you do. But also, uh, because many of us are on the treadmill, the treadmill, the constant, you know, rat race working lots, uh, because prices keep going up, do we even have time for much of this? I mean, many of us don't, including myself, and that needs to be looked at. And of course, um, avoid any governmental corporate agendas like cash is bad, uh, you know, paper waste. We're going paperless. Use a QR code, of course, and, you know, I've talked about that. But bottom line, no matter what, anything brought in by government, you're never going to like it, and it's never going to be good like they say. It, it, their, their track record is terrible. Listen to 10 Reasons Why Not to Trust Government. That's another show I did a little over a year ago, you know, and once you understand the hijacking of this movement and the contradictions, you can plainly see that I've gone over and the real direction they are taking things, you will never see this again. You will never see the same again. And I think it's pretty obvious to many of you who listen, but I speak to everybody. Well, let's go to part two of this, or we're going to, we're going to, this is, like I said, this is a twofold talk, and this is where we get into the real Skyfall series, um, which is really about the spraying of our skies and everything, but, I mean, who's really hurting the planet on a very large scale? The ones that are screaming the loudest at the top, 
the ones that are spraying your skies every day all over this planet. And, you know, just that alone has a bigger impact than most even realize. I mean, you, you can't have this much material being dumped on us continually for over two decades worldwide and it not have a profound effect on everything living. It, it, it truly is. It truly, truly is a huge impact. And if you're not up on this topic, then again, go and listen or watch episode 219, What Happened to Cobalt Blue Skies, because it will help you in your, um, it will help you in your understanding of this deeply. And, and so if what I'm saying sounds crazy and a little bit weird, a little bit out there, then yeah, please go there first and then come back to this. Okay. But it depends on when you were born. Um, it, it might even seem like these things are so much in your sky that it doesn't seem like an emergency, right? You've, you've seen it maybe your, your entire life just about. And maybe you've never seen skies without them, you know? And, and you're alive and you seem okay, but your health and the health of this planet is being compromised. And honestly, a lot of things move slow. Like, look how cigarettes were. Everyone smoked for many years. I mean, you can go back into the probably the 20s and 30s, and not until the 70s and 80s did anyone, mainly the 80s, really, did anyone start making correlations with lung cancer. Um, and, and, and we're looking at a full-scale operation of about 25 years or, or so, at least of this recording, and it shouldn't be taken lightly, not at all. Because the aggregate of what this is doing is staggering. Because we now live in a charged environment due to particles in the air and things like ionospheric heaters. You know, those that there's your, your warming in places. Ionospheric heaters and antenna arrays and this whole grid, right? We live in a charged environment. You know... Um, when man is trying to control jet streams and weather patterns, it domino affects the whole planet. And kind of like when there's a car accident, you know, blocking a major highway or something, and it throws off traffic on all the other side roads, and, you know, everybody's got to go some alternate route. Well, see, the Earth wants to do its normal thing. It wants to do its thing, and it all compounds. And that's why when you're in a drought, and then it finally rains, it comes back with a vengeance. And this is doing damage everywhere. And this is speeding up a lot of things. This is the real climate change, right? I mean, Hawaii is in a drought as of this recording. And not saying the earth doesn't have cycles, but we are living in the days of major weather manipulation on a daily basis. And these people don't take holidays. And they spray on Christmas. So yeah, um, we're looking at, you know, something that is an agenda that that will not stop. And I tend to focus on this issue a lot, um, maybe because it plopped in my lap more than most things. Um, and I met an insider later in life and stuff, but I think it's super important because it's the biggest elephant in your living room. It's not just environmental. It's an invasion on a, a microscopic level. It's, and that's why people don't pay attention to, because it's, it's on the submicron level. This is an alien invasion and it's probably not where you were hoping for, but it's, it's a foreign invasion to every living thing on this planet. You know, because you got tons of nanoparticles that, that fall from the sky daily on this planet 
from these operations. And these aluminum, barium, strontium, um, all these different particles, metals, um, fibers, they are falling from the sky and they do consolidate. And these aluminum nanoparticles prevent trees from taking nutrients in. So, they, so what they do is they die from the inside out. It's, it's, a, it's called slow protracted death. So it's unimmediate, but they die. And I've seen this myself where I'll notice a tree, a palm tree, where it's like eaten from the inside out. I'm like, what? I know termites are bad, but they don't do that usually. But yeah, so they'll have to cut the tree down. So, and of course, that's not helping these fires. And some, some say climate engineering is actually accelerating global ecological collapse. Because an estimate of 40 million tons of aluminum, barium, and strontium has been sprayed all over this planet. And I would, I would actually estimate more, but oh, who knows. But um, that's not counting nanofibers of self-replicating you know, things and all that. It's just counting the, the metals they're talking about. And I'm not quick to jump on any alarmist perspective, but I can say that these crazy weather events are speeding up problems of whether it's erosion um, or, you know, all kinds of things in the soil. And really the problems that really the, the problems that believers in, in carbon driven climate change believe in are actually happening, but from the source that they would never expect. It's these, it's these operations. It's literally two over their heads and it certainly is over their heads, but some say at least um, these toxic particles are six inches deep on the topsoil. Um, so the soil microbiome biome is, is challenged. And I've noticed this with growing gardens. I have been having the crappiest luck trying to get gardens going. I've thought, is it the seeds? And I don't think it is the seeds because I germinated them. And then I look at the soil... And I'm thinking it's the soil, you know? Um, and because of these operations, too, white and mold has covered many trees all over, uh, including here in Hawaii, where there's this mysterious white mold on the Ohialehua trees, which are a rare, only found here type of native tree. And um, they're dying off from this same mysterious white mold that's on many old growth trees in the Pacific Northwest and places like that. You know, and... Uh, soils and waterways are showing thousands of times the contamination level of heavy metals, you know, not just hundreds, thousands of times of what's supposed to be, you know, healthy, right? And then you have to look at really things are all connected. So the electromagnetic grid has vastly affected birds and bees and insects and unknown cancers and growths and animals. I mean, no doubt humans, <clears throat> It, this is largely an, an unknown category, you know, and I mean, you ask somebody, well, how long have we had Wi-Fi and smartphones? And, you know, in reality, not even quite 20 years. I think the first smartphones came out around 2007. That's when the iPhone came out, right? And Wi-Fi just kind of was around the same time, right? You know, 20 years is nothing in, in this world where we don't understand the impacts of things, you know, like I talked about with cigarettes, uh, 
And Monsanto and GMO foods are another thing that people need to be looking at. Not just Monsanto, just GMO foods in general. But yes, them too. Monsanto, I mean, um, are they're, they're destroying the natural genome of this planet. I mean, uh, at least some people are are onto this. I mean, I've you know, you might be able to go to some, I don't know, um, <clears throat> place like a Saturday market and find flyers about GMO foods at least, but, but many don't understand how serious it is with Terminator seeds floating in the wind to other crops and contaminating them and, you know, and, and the, the, the changing of DNA of the planet by these, these seeds. And there's a lot these things do. So, you know, that corner of things needs to be looked at too. In, in 2013, all six major rivers in China tested positive to amphicillin, which is an antibiotic resistant bacteria. So, you know, we've done some great damage and it, and it has nothing to do with climate change uh, or, you know, what they call climate change. And the spraying operations are destroying the ozone layer, no matter what they say about, you know, that it's healing, that they're, but, you know, that's where you get your bleach coral and that's where you get, you know, um, I think, you know, like that's why the sun burns you much worse. Maybe you've noticed. And so it really is destroying the ozone layer, not to mention what they've done with, um, you know, nuclear bombs that have been let off have, have people have said have destroyed the ozone layer too. So, you know, it's these big things that people aren't pointing at the military industrial complex, the EPA and the NAA, the Sierra club, and many of those organizations don't even know or care about any of this that I just said. You know, we have to look at it all. It's all connected. We have to look at the entire electromagnetic grid that we can't see. We have to look at ionospheric heaters, things like HARP and other other um, worldwide uh, antenna arrays. We we have to look at directed energy weapons. We have to we need to look at genetically modified foods, and we especially need to look at this geoengineering, this spraying. I mean, environmentalists, look over here. And I always ask myself. Why aren't the environmental people looking at all this? Well, I don't need more, but I used to. And then I remember the brunt of environmentalists are college-educated people. And they went through the school system, and they think they're educated. And, and um, here, here they are, anti-big business, anti-oil industry, anti-capitalism, but they think it could never be the actual establishment of education that they went through that told them lies and propaganda, you know, it could never be science yet. It was bought and paid for, you know, it could never be these big establishments that also come from big money. No, it couldn't be them. And that, that are also run by the same occult families that run the world. It couldn't be that. No way. You know, so the, the care factor might be in the right place for these people, but the vision is way off. And these people often are atheists or say they don't prescribe to a religion, but their religion is people in white coats with beakers, textbooks, and Charles Darwin, and, and they worship the state. And are, they're, they're, what they are is they're establishment butthole lickers. That's what they are. And, and they think they're looking at the totality of knowledge that the world has collected 
and consolidated and, and are at the cutting edge of human innovation going to these universities when they still just give you what they want you to know. And that goes through a lot of different channels, too. Look, I'm a Generation Xer, and they messed up with us. We're, we were bred to rebel. I'm, I'm sure there was some culture creation and, you know, social programming with us. I know there was. Uh, and many turned uh, stupid and brainwashed, just like everyone else. Lots of lots of dysfunction in my generation. But then there's a few of us that, that they, 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 they didn't do right um, and, and as having us rebel from it all because we said fuck you to your teachers, your school, the cops, and, it, and, it, and I never stopped. I, I'm still that person in an adult body. You know, I kept that attitude as a rebel and I said to all the institutions of society at the, to go, you know, shut up, shove it up, the, you know, to go fuck off basically. And, and, and that was a great thing. And, and I, I still say it and, and you should too. We're not pussies. You know, my generation came from, you know, tough. Um, and it allowed me to distrust the institutions of society that, that, have, that have taken so many people's minds that, that, and, and that's what's completely lacking in these university bred environmentalists. They trust the system. So, yeah, sorry, I, I go there. I know, I know, anyways, but I, I go there. That's just how I go. So <clears throat> the problem with all this is we don't have people with the right credentials doing any research into all of the effects of all that I've been talking about here. They, they don't even think to look here and in most cases don't know that it exists it's conspiracy theory, these people, you know, um, and that word created by the CIA, by the way, is what causes people to shut it out immediately without actually looking into it with an open mind. And you have to admit that, hey, they did a pretty good job with that one, didn't they? I mean, they really, they really, you know, you put that label on it, none of these people are ever going to take a look. Well, I have done a lot of research into all of this, especially chemtrails, but my credentials are, are not there to be an expert in any field, you know, necessarily. But we need people of these backgrounds, of all backgrounds, really, to become interested in these things. I mean, there are thousands of, of climate scientists, you don't hear about them, but who are not believers in climate change, yet they too are missing this picture. Because this is the real climate change. But, you know, imagine if we had an understanding of this in society, you know, because then you would have, I mean, no, this is a perfect world scenario, but like weather people, weather people would understand and correlate why our weather patterns are, are so off and actually be able to, to see when they spray uh, the weather changes storm fronts. It, you know, it, it, they could get on the air like, hey, uh, hey guys, it's a spray day, guys, prepare for thick spray uh, fatigue and, uh, a change of weather. And yeah, um, they really got us good today. You know, like that would ever happen. I'm just, just saying perfect world scenario, but, but like, look, doctors would understand the root of many outbreaks. They would understand why autoimmune disease is so high, why we're, we're full of, so full of heavy metals and why many diseases like Alzheimer's is an all time high and cancers from EMF and, and, uh, you know, and, Beyond that, the um, autism rates so high with, you know, the, with all the, um, 
vaccines and stuff, you know, and, you know, and, and it just goes on and on. Like arborists would understand why, why white mold, this stuff is forming on trees and plants everywhere. They would understand where it's coming from and they may be, might be able to figure out a way to, to battle it because they actually know what it is, you know, or firefighters would know that these fires are being hit by fire accelerants and directed energy weapons, you know, and scientists would understand the nanotechnology that's invading our bodies and hopefully be searching for cures and, and, you know, and trying to help, you know, with the, all this self-replicating stuff. If we had experts in many fields looking at this picture and educating the masses as, as, as best as they can, this talk would be much more detailed. I would have way more answers for you. Instead, it's, it's thrown in the corner. It's in the fringe. It's, it's, it's things that <clears throat> no one wants to take a look at. And, and so just a few of us are, you know, I'm not even a, as smart as some people that have looked into rain water samples and that stuff. I'm just saying like I'm the mouthpiece to help, but yeah, you know, if we had real environmental people actually looking at the right sources of this, well, we could actually get somewhere, but we're in tumultuous times. You know, I love to give you a silver bullet for these problems and say, yeah, it's all good, but they're here. These problems are here. And these are the time, the, these are the times of the end, and we are at the end of our civilization, the end of a cycle or, or whatever you, what belief system you come from. The, the flood story talks about the days of Noah as being genetically polluted, and, and that's why the Bible says, you know, Noah was right in his generations. In other words, right in his genes. And, of course, the Sumerian tablets highlight that even better. His name was uh, Zyosudra, or even before that, it was Utapishtim. And um, so, you know, those, it talks about genetic uh, modifications in those tablets. I mean, you know, it didn't make the Bible, but, you know, they, they shortened it in the Bible. Humans had, in those days, had committed uh, an abomination or whoever was on this earth. And I think it is those days again. We got this, the, you know, um, I, you know, I didn't even shed much on transhumanism, Morgellons, mRNA vaccines, nanotechnology, because I kept this about the environment, but it's everything, and it's in, it's in the time we're in. So um, I'm not as worried about the Earth in the big picture. I think it can recover eventually and shed away all of the unnatural, but I, I'm, I'm not sure about the humans. And, you know, um, that's where we're at. And so... <laughs> this green movement, everything you don't want is in this green movement. They're pushing you to, and you know this probably as a listener, but this is all being pushed to 15-minute cities. It's being pushed to to all of these climate change regimes under the false pretense that it's you causing these problems when it's really the very opposite. It's the military-industrial complex. It's these people who are creating with mass weapons the powers of God that they think they have that are destroying our planet and, you know, creating these times we're in. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's the time we're in. So as much as I love to give you guys like a hopeful ending to everything, we, sometimes this show is just knowing about the time that we're in. And if you think this is some just crazy kooky thing, then, um, then you, you've really, uh, gone off on, a whole different 
level of understanding and it's important that you try to understand this and do your own research. Don't just trust me. Try to understand why um, I'm going and doing this on my own time, not getting paid for it. That should tell you something that this is very important. So uh, much love, you guys. Chant it down and be a warrior, not a warrior. Never stop. Don't worry. Much love. Love your family, your friends, and love life. Chant it down. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, 250 episodes now. Uh, getting close to 300 in a way. I won't hit that this year, but you know, that's kind of crazy to me to think about. Um, so I hope you like this episode and share it out with your family, your friends, and anybody that wants to hear the message that needs to hear it. Uh, so uh, I'm going to be taking a little less time doing podcasts. You may not notice, but I'm going to you know get as many guests lined up as I can to keep feeding you guys some good shows but i am going to be working more on my documentary of stuff that i've gathered through my travels and want to put together you know a cool uh documentary for you and it's going to take some time and dedication so i'll be less into chant it down but not too much less but enough that i need to spend time on this so you understand and you know um it's just I can only afford so much time to do this and other things, but uh, you will enjoy the documentary when it comes out. And I think the only way to really get to it is to have more time to do it. And so um, one man show here. If you enjoy the show, please help support the show and uh, helps in many realms. And if there's, there's things you want to hear me talk about guests you want to have on. Yeah. um, And, things that you want to see on this show let me know uh contact me i would like to do more live streams too and talk to you guys as well so another call-in show is definitely on the rise i don't know when but anyway much love you guys be a warrior not a warrior You're searching for something whole Cause what you see real life You're watching this world unfold The truth beneath the lies Rekindling what's been stole The need to free one's mind Uncover the truth exposed So people see the light Let's chant it down so we can know It's simple, we just break it down to little bits So we can process all Make the switch to elevate yourself to conscious mode And it's beneficial, we can get this concept broke And get the future generations who want to stop the whole thing With the message in the streaming, we can start a post And taking in the simulating, getting lots of knowledge Raking up the population, trying to stop hypnosis Chant it down, radio's coming to you live from the Hawaiian Islands Coming from the perspective of complete freedom Coming from wisdom, outside the system, and then some This is the mouthpiece of the natural bird forgotten At this point in time, humanity's been kept from the truth So Chant it down, radio offers the coordinates to a path out you're searching for something whole Cause what you see, real life You're watching this world unfold 
the truth in nature lies Rickin' what's been stole The need to free one's mind Uncover the truth exposed So people see the light Let's shut it down so we can know It's simple, we just break it down a little bit So we can process all Make the switch and elevate yourself to conscious mode And it's beneficial, we can get this kind of growth And get the future generations wanna start the whole thing But the message feeling really we can start a post Taking in the simulation, getting lots of numbers Waking up the boxes, we just try to stop hypnosis Shh.